Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mother, are post-40% bran flakes really the best-tasting cereal of them all? Well, your father says so, and father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep, and Post 40% Bran Flakes. Mother, next time you're choosing a cereal, remember, new Post Bran Flakes give your family all the important keep-regular benefits of bran in a cereal with a delicious new magic oven flavor. Insist on Post Bran Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Bran Flakes. They're wonderful for breakfast, lunch, or in-between meals. So get Post Bran Flakes this weekend. They're good. And so good for you. Some American philosopher, his name escapes me for the moment, said that there is no such thing as the average American family. He claimed that once a family becomes average, they immediately move out of the average class. Is it possible that he had the Anderson family in mind when he made this wise observation? Well, let's take a look-see. In the average white frame house on Maple Street, in the average town of Springfield, on an average sort of morning, the Andersons are ready for an average sort of meal, breakfast. Well, they're supposed to be ready, but you know how it is. As Margaret, the average mother, calls... Jim, your breakfast is on the table. And the average answer is... Mommy, I can't find my skates. Kathleen, come in and start your breakfast. Breakfast. Don't you understand, Mommy? This is a crisis. How can I go to school without my skates? Eat your breakfast, dear, and we'll look for the skates later. But I have looked for them. They aren't anywhere. Oh, what am I going to do? You're going to eat your breakfast. I'll run out to the garage and see if you left them there. Look way in the back, Mommy, near the magazine. those skates on the stairs. Good morning, Daddy, dear. I want to speak to you, young lady. What about, Daddy? Skates. How many times have I asked you not to leave your skates on the stairs? Is that where they were? Golly, 
I looked simply everywhere, and I couldn't find them. Oh, good morning, dear. Did you... Mm. Jim, what did you do to your chin? I came down the stairs on it. (laughs) Why, does it look bad? Mm, Let me see. Oh, Jim, your poor chin. Isn't it wonderful, Mommy? Daddy fell down the stairs and found my skates. I did not fall down the stairs. Please, Jim, hold still. How can I fix your chin? I will not have that child telling people I fell down the stairs. I tripped over her confounded skates. Is that the only place she can find to leave them? Well, she's very sorry, dear. Aren't you, Kathy? Hmm? Oh, sure. Uh, Daddy! Uh, Not now, Kathy. Uh, Have some cereal, Jim? It'll make you feel better. Other people have children and they have skates, but other people have discipline in their homes. Old-fashioned discipline. The kind of discipline we had in my home when I was a boy. There was a place for everything and everything in its place. Daddy, I was just wondering... Uh, Kathy, this is a very bad time to bother your father. We'd, uh, we'd better let it go for a while. But it's important, Mommy. It's the most important thing in my life. What is? It's really nothing, dear. It's just... All right, Kathy. Stop looking like Betty Davis and tell me what it is. (laughs) I need two dollars, Daddy. I'm desperate. Two dollars? What for? Wings. (laughs) What did she say, Margaret? She said wings. That's what I thought. Why does she need wings? It's the school play, dear. Kathleen said she'd be an angel. Well, I can see they're certainly not casting a type. (laughs) Kathy, uh, you get an allowance, don't you? If you can call it that. A quarter. (laughs) When I was nine years old, I had to work for every penny I got. I couldn't walk up to my father and say, I want two dollars for wings. Were you an angel? I most certainly was not. (laughs) Well, then you didn't need wings, but I promised I'd be an angel. All right, then find a way to sprout wings without my two dollars. But, Daddy, I'll be just ruined. How will I face them without wings? They were counting on me. Morning, everybody. How's... Well, what happened to the squirt? Oh, just a minor tragedy. Drink your orange juice, bud. Uh, Say, Dad, I was just thinking... Uh, Bud, not now. Let your father read the paper. But I was just going to tell him about the... Not now, dear, please. But I have to. Gosh, how much time have I got left? You don't mind if I get in on this, do you? How much time for what? Well, Dad, we're uh, we're going to Joe's farm tomorrow. A whole bunch of us. Fine, have a good time. He can go to Joe's farm, and I can't even have wings. You treat me like an orphan around here. Nobody even loves me. Oh, Kathy, stop being dramatic. Everyone loves you. Sure, but not two dollars worth. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen, your brother's not asking for two dollars. Your brother's not asking for anything. Except permission to use the car. Except permission to use... (laughs) Except what? Well, uh, that's what I was asking you. You see, we're we're all going out into the country, and I told everybody... You're not going to use the car. But, Dad, if I don't, how am I going to go? You have a bicycle, haven't you? When I was 15, I was traveling all over the state on my bicycle. With a girl? <laughs> how can I take a girl on a bicycle? I'll be poisoned with every hunk of date bait in the school. 
Me and a bicycle? Bud, you'd better eat your eggs before they get ice cold. What a time to think about eggs. <laughs> Dad, how would it be if no. I... No. But I was just going to... No. But you don't even know... No. <laughs> Whatever it is, no. No, fine. The way I'm treated around here, you'd think I was an orphan. Copycat. I said it first. Quiet, Squirt. You did not. I did so. You did not. I did so. Quiet! Both of you, be quiet. Margaret, why can't we ever have a peaceful breakfast in this house? Good morning, Mother. Good morning, Father. <laughs> What's the matter with her? You're late, Betty. I know. I was looking out the window at a bird. It was sitting on an egg. <laughs> Gosh, how'd you ever tear yourself away? <laughs> Dear Bud, such a lovable little moron. Betty, dear, you sound so strange this morning. Is anything wrong? Wrong? Oh, Mother, how can you even say that? In this lovely, wonderful world, how could anything be wrong? Hey, Pop, better hide your wallet. This one's going to be a pip. <laughs> Kathy? Yes, Daddy? Finally, I believe I am as well qualified as you to recognize the devious roots employed by your sister in leading up to the announcement that she needs a new dress. You're all very amusing, but I don't need a new dress. Dear, are you sure you feel all right? I feel fine. Betty, you, uh, you... Very amusing, but I don't need a new dress. Dear, are you sure you feel all right? I feel fine. Betty, you, uh, you don't want any money? No, Father. Why? You, uh, you don't want to borrow the car? Of course not. Well, at least there's one sensible child in this family. Betty, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Father. Yes, sir. What this country needs is more children who leave their fathers alone at the breakfast table. I think I'll have a glass of orange juice, Margaret. All right, dear. There you are. Thank you. Well, Betty, what's the good word in your little world? Oh, just the most wonderful thing has happened, Father. I'm going to be married. Dick! Over your head! Oh, quickly! Dad, pound your father on the back. What for? What happened? Don't stand there! Do something! Do you want him to choke to death? Jim! All right, I think. You're going to be fine, Dad. Just fine. Well, stop beating me on the back or I'll never be all right. But Mom told me to... I did not tell you to break your father's spine. You told me to pound him. With your <laughs> With your hands, yes, not your books. Oh. Bud, you're going to be late for school. I get it. Come on, Kathy. Come on where? You're going to school. I don't have to leave for ten minutes. That's what you think. See you later, everybody. Stop pulling me, you brute. I have to get my skate. Mommy! All right, Betty. Now, what was that newsy little item you dropped in the middle of my orange juice? <laughs> hmm? Oh, you mean about getting married. Isn't it wonderful? Betty, you, uh... You wouldn't mind giving us a little more information, would you? 
You know, just in case we want to get in touch with you later. I don't know what you mean, Father. Well, just for a start, who is it? Billy, he's wonderful. Oh, Betty, not Billy Smith. He's so aesthetic. Aesthetic? That's a new way of spelling anemic. <laughs> Father, Billy's delicate. You have to be delicate if you have a beautiful soul. That's exactly what this family needs, somebody with a beautiful soul. <laughs> Margaret, I have to get down to the office. Explain to Betty that she'll be happier if she waits, makes certain, you know, the usual woman-to-woman talk. All right, dear. Oh, you don't have to worry about us, Father. Billy and I talked it all over last night, and we both decided against a hasty marriage. We intend to wait. Oh, that's fine. I'll be home at the usual time, dear. All right, Jim. We're not going to be married until Saturday. If you need any... (laughs) Saturday? Saturday night. We were going to make it in the afternoon, but then we decided to go to the football game first. (laughs) Jim, this is an emergency. Put your hat down. I'll put more than my hat down. Betty, this is the most ridiculous piece of conversation I've ever heard. Father, you mean you don't approve? I most decidedly don't approve. But I don't understand. You've always liked Billy's father. You mean Hector Smith? Of course I like Hector Smith. He's one of my best clients. Why don't you marry him? (laughs) But he is married. Betty, you're 17 years of age. You're in your first year at the university. You will not marry Billy Smith or anyone else until after your graduation. That's final. Graduation? That's three and a half years. I'll be over 21. The the best years of my life will be gone. (laughs) Oh, darling, we can always have Bud push you up to the altar in a wheelchair. (laughs) You're laughing at me, and I think you're horrid. You've forgotten what it is to be young and in love. You don't seem to understand that things are different now. Betty, nothing is any different. Things like that don't change. They do, too. Things change all the time. People change. Customs change. Everything changes, only you won't admit it. Darling, why don't you listen to your father? Things are no different now than they were when we were your age. And even then, boys and girls didn't rush headlong into marriage. Not until they were ready for it. You bet they didn't. They listened to their fathers. Why, when I was courting your mother... Mother, how old were you when you married father? Um... Uh, well, I, um... Yes, Mother? Uh, I was 17. But that was different. (laughs) Why? Because things were different in those days. Uh, The the, the people were different. The times were different. You said they weren't. Well, they were. Uh, Some of them were. Some of them weren't, uh, and some of them were. Only the ones that weren't uh, were more than... uh... (laughs) Margaret... Betty, don't you think it would be a nice idea if Billy and his family were to have dinner with us tonight? Oh, Mother, would you really? Margaret, I don't want the Smiths for dinner tonight or any other night. I think the idea of a dinner for the Smiths is not only ridiculous but unnecessary. I forbid the marriage and that's that. Jim, you know you like having people in for dinner. I'll call the Smiths and see if they can make it at 7.30. Margaret, I tell you, there's not going to be any dinner. 7.30? Well, that's the fashionable hour, dear. We'll eat at 6.30 or there'll be no dinner. Well, just as you say, dear, I suppose you know best. 
Jerry Marshall. Say, wouldn't a steaming cup of coffee hit the spot right about now? You bet it would. And you know you can have that cup of coffee. Yes, even if coffee usually keeps you awake, you can have your coffee and still sleep tonight if you make it a cup of instant Sanka coffee. You see, it's not the coffee itself that keeps you awake. It's the caffeine in coffee. But 97% of the caffeine has been taken out of instant Sanka. So you can enjoy a cup now or an hour from now and not lose one wink of restful sleep. And instant Sanka is all pure coffee, you know. 100% pure coffee with a wonderfully rich and satisfying flavor. So if you don't have instant Sanka coffee on hand, add it to tomorrow's shopping list. Get the large economy size jar and save money. You'll like instant Sanka's flavor. And you'll love the way it lets you sleep. day for the Andersons. The specter of a fair young child, married and gone before her time, has hung like a pall throughout the day. It would have, that is, if the Andersons hadn't been so busy. Jim, you see, had a hectic day at the office. Margaret, well, Margaret has been very busy cooking an extra special dinner for the Smiths. And if there's one thing Margaret can do, it's cook. Yes, sir, Margaret, if there's one thing you can do, it's cook. That's what I always say. Thank you, Hector. Would you care for another piece of pie? Margaret, please. I've already had two helpings. You had three. Kathy. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people think that pie is fattening. But I was reading just the other day uh, where... Jim. Hmm? It's not that we don't enjoy your informative little talks, but I was under the impression that this dinner had, uh, shall I say, a more or less definite purpose. Hmm? Oh, huh, you mean the... Oh, Sure. Absolutely. You know, I had a long talk with Heck before dinner. Jim, dear, I hate to interrupt, but don't you think it would be a good idea if Bud took Kathy to the movie? In the middle of the week? I should say not. I... Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Bud, uh, how'd you like to take Kathy to the movies? Oh, boy! I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I'd rather do less. That's fine. Now, here's a dollar. Have a good time. Oh, Dad, do I have to? Yes, you have to. That'll be enough of that, Kathy. I'd rather go with a gorilla. <laughs> you don't know what she's like. She never even looks at the picture. She sits around backwards and stares at the people. <laughs> All right, bud, get going and come home right after the show. If I'm still alive. Good night, everybody. Come on, squirt. Stop pulling me. Why do you always have to pull me? Mother. Yes, Betty? Mother, Billy and I have been talking. Billy, you tell them. Well, we, uh... uh would it be all right if we went to the movies? Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, I should say not. We're here for a purpose, a very definite purpose. Frankly, I think the whole thing is idiotic. Imagine discussing a ridiculous subject like marriage with these these children. We're not children, Mother. We're quite adult. We have adult bodies, adult minds, adult passions. William! <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Elizabeth, as I said before, Hector and I had a long talk just a little while ago. Right, Heck? Right. We both feel that open discussion is the only sensible procedure in a matter of this sort. Right? Right. Hector, stop being so agreeable. Right. (laughs) I mean, yes, dear. Margaret, Elizabeth, Hector and I have agreed on what we consider a very sound solution to the entire problem. We have decided to permit Betty and Bill to be married immediately. Father! Jim! No! Holy cow! Mother, isn't it wonderful? I... I don't know. Yes, sir. Nothing like marriage and responsibility to set a man straight. Uh, where did you kids figure on living? After you were married, I mean. Oh, I see. Well, we sort of figured... Mother, couldn't Kathy move in with Bud? Then Billy and I... Oh, that's ridiculous, Betty. You've got to have a home of your own, a place for your roots to take hold and grow. Right, Heck? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gosh, that'd be kind of expensive. And on my allowance... Oh. (laughs) Don't you worry about your allowance, Billy. Married men don't go around taking allowances from their fathers. They don't. (laughs) Of course not. They're too proud to be supported by their fathers. I'm not. (laughs) Of course you are. You'll work, you'll sweat and slave, but you'll come home every week with a juicy pay envelope for your little wife. Isn't that sweet? But I don't know how to do anything. (laughs) That's not so. Poets make a living. And Mother, he writes the most beautiful poetry. I'm sure he does, dear. Billy, recite the one about my hair. It's just wonderful. Oh, Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is. Raven tresses on a lofty brow, swept by the winds of time. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) Well, you could get a small house. (laughs) Poet size. Say, Jim, I saw an apartment advertised the other day be just right for the kids. A hundred and a quarter a month, furnished. Of course, that's without utilities. You know, gas, electricity, telephone. And food. Don't forget food. That's right. And laundry and cleaning. Oh, they won't have to worry about that, Jim. Don't you remember when we were first married? I did all our laundry and cleaning and cooking. I'm sure Betty will want to do at least that for Billy. Won't you, dear? I guess so. Of course, there won't be much money for new dresses or having your hair done or... uh... Father, you can be so juvenile at times, really. You older people ought to get straightened out on the simple facts of life before you start fooling around with psychology. Jim, your mouth's open. Huh? Well, uh, now, see here, both of you kids. Just a moment, Jim. Betty, exactly what do you and Billy intend to do? Well, we'll just have to wait until we're financially self-sufficient. About how long do you figure it's going to take you and Billy to become, uh, uh, financially independent? Oh, a few years. Well, that, uh... Gives us a little time to look around for a wedding present, huh, Heck? <laughs> that's right, Jim. A couple of years, it's a long time. A lot of things can happen. Oh, you know, Margaret, I'm very relieved. I'm so afraid of hasty marriages. Don't mind us, Mother. 
just go on talking as if we weren't here. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, dear. It's just that I was so afraid you were going to make the same mistake I did. <laughs> Elizabeth! Oh, I wouldn't exactly say you'd made a mistake, Elizabeth. Heck's a pretty nice guy. Well, thanks, Jim. Uh, you can send me a check in the morning. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose I have been fairly fortunate. But, of course, people aren't always that lucky when they marry beneath them. I suppose not, but... When they... What? Uh, Elizabeth, we'd better go. It's, uh, it's getting late. Wait a second, Heck. What was that crack you made, Elizabeth? Well, after all, my mother was a Stuyvesant. And I certainly have a right to expect... In other my... words, you think Betty isn't good enough for your son. Oh, I'm sure that isn't what Elizabeth meant, Jim. But that's what she said. Well, isn't that what you said? Lizzie? <laughs> Don't you dare call me Lizzie. Why not? You can say my daughter isn't good enough for that puny excuse of a son. <laughs> now, just a minute, Jim. Writing poetry. What makes you think he's such a bargain? My boy has a fine head on his shoulders. What shoulders? <laughs> I've seen better heads on a small beer. is what comes from slumming. <gasps> slumming. Now, you listen to me, Elizabeth Smith. Your mother may have been a Stuyvesant, but my father spent half his life picking your father out of the gutter. <laughs> and he wasn't lying down because he was tired. <laughs> I think I'm going to faint. Hector, I'm going to faint. Go ahead, dear. I'll catch you. <laughs> You, you, you ought to be ashamed upsetting my mother with your vulgar insinuations. Vulgar? Why, you little pipsqueak, if you were my son, I'd vulgar you so hard you wouldn't sit down for a week. Fortunately, I'm not your son. Peasant? Peasant? <laughs> Don't you dare call my father a peasant, Billy Smith. Don't you dare. Well, that's what he is. He is not. He certainly is. Well, I'd rather be a peasant than a, a pipsqueak. Don't you call me a pipsqueak. I will if I want to. Pipsqueak. Peasant. I never want to see you again as long as I live. Well, you won't if I can help it. You're just the nastiest creature I've ever met in my whole life. I am not. You are so. I am not. You are so. Uh, just a minute, dear. Uh, say, Jim. I, uh, I'm sorry I lost my temper, Heck. Oh, that's all right. Say, Jim, that thing about picking Elizabeth's father out of the gutter. Uh... <laughs> Is that true? Sure it's true. Why? <laughs> oh, boy. Wait till she pulls that Stuyvesant stuff on me again. <laughs> well, then, <clears throat> thanks for a lovely evening, folks. Come on, Lizzie. Hector. <laughs> Lizzie. Yes, dear. And Billy. Yes, Father? Come on, pipsqueak. <laughs> we'll be back with the Andersons in just a moment. Many mothers know that Bran has important keep-regular benefits. Perhaps you've even served Bran for breakfast, but weren't too keen about the taste. Well, try it now. New post-40% bran flakes have a marvelous new flavor called magic oven flavor plus a crisper texture. 
Yes, bran flakes by post are not only good for you, they taste really delicious. They give your family those vital, keep-regular benefits in a cereal they'll enjoy eating. When you're shopping tomorrow, remember... For goodness sake, eat Post Bran Flakes. So good and so good for you. Try Post Bran Flakes and see why they're bought by far more people than any other Bran Flakes. See why they're delicious at breakfast, lunch, or between meals. See why they're good and so good for you. Well, we started with breakfast, and we might as well finish the same way. Let's drop in at the Andersons at breakfast time the very next morning. The average children are still getting dressed, the average mother is racing around the kitchen, and the average father... Jim, where are you going? I got a rush, dear. I can't stop for breakfast. Just time to catch the bus. The bus? But I thought you said... Never mind what I said. Just tell Bud if he gets one scratch on that car, I'll brain him. <laughs> All right, dear. Oh, Jim. Yes? Where'd you leave the car keys? The keys? Oh, uh, they're on the dresser on top of Kathy's two bucks. <laughs> Jim! Now what's the matter? Remind me to tell you, you're an angel. I'm a dope. You are not. I've got witnesses. Oh, well, why should I argue? After all, Father knows best. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Brand Flakes, the cereal preferred and eaten by far more people than any other Brand Flakes, and Instant Sanka, the delicious coffee that lets you sleep. In our cast were Ted Donaldson as Bud, Gene Vanderpile, Rhoda Williams, Helen Strom, Eleanor Audley, Herb Bygren, and Sam Edwards. Calcium helps grown-ups to a more vigorous life. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps your body run smoothly. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Calcium helps you to enjoy a more active life. And now there's calcium in hot wheat meal. Yes, a one-ounce serving contains one-third of your daily calcium needs. And post-wheat meal is a whole wheat cereal, creamy, smooth, delicious, cooks instantly. Get new post-wheat meal with more calcium than any other cereal, hot or cold. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Tonight, play Truth or Consequences on the NBC Radio Network. <laughs>